Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time Podcast, and I'm your host, Jared Dam, a.k.a. Mr. Dam himself, a.k.a. the whole damn show. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. It's been a while since I did it. But anyway, thank you for listening. Whether you're listening on the whole damn show dot com, a place for exclusive digital content, that's D A. W-H-O-L-E-D-A-M-N-S-H-O-W.com or whether you're listening on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. If you're listening, you know, they had an ability to subscribe, hit that subscribe button, tell a friend, write a five-star review saying, hey, I love this podcast, pass it on. Um, any way you support, it's greatly appreciated. Now, before we get started, I do have a program note, something that I, I, I decided that I want to start doing. And anybody who's known me for a while knows that I just I like bigging up people who who just um, influence me or influence others, even when they're not trying to. Um, it's called the shout out of, shout out of the week, um, and it's been it's been placed in many of areas where I create content, whether it's the damn newsletter whether it's uh, just really on the site or whether it's on my social media. Um, also, the whole damn show, if you want to follow me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. But I think the best place for it would be here. That way people can hear the passion in my voice as I speak about it. So every week um, at the end of the show, when I'm uh, after I do speaking with a guest, um, I will provide a, a shout out of the week. So, just wanted to give that little note there and, um, you know, also start posting it on my socials as well. Um, but I, I, I appreciate people and I want to show it, give them, give them their flowers while they're still here. But before we get there, it's about damn time that I spoke to Siani Love. Siani is a singer, songwriter, dancer, entrepreneur, mother, and bringer of positivity. I mean, the positive energy she ha- she gives, even online, is 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 contagious. I've been following her for ten years. Wow, have I known Sienna for t- ten years? Uh, we've known each other, and she's been nothing but great. Uh, she's a beautiful person inside and out. So I catch up with her to talk about you know music, what inspired her, um, you know what projects she's working on right now. How has COVID? affected her because she's a natural performer. She loves performing on stage and we get into the nitty gritty on, on how she's been able, how she's been dealing with that along with how does she stay so damn positive because I'm trying to get some of that positivity here. So without any further ado, sit back, relax, listen to Siani and me. It's about damn time. All right, I am in the presence of greatness. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying that I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, I did see you briefly while I was in Dallas, and, and then you know, basically begged you to to come on. So, thank you for joining me today. How you doing? It was great seeing you. Yeah, had a good yeah. time. We did. All right, so I like to do start off with doing a little known fact. Um, so I'll start with something that we both know. We both kind of talked about, and it was um, how I met you. So I was a. Uh, I picked you up from the airport. That was the first time I met you. <laughs> So you were so you were coming in doing a, a showcase for your sister. Yeah, I sure was. Yeah, yeah, I sure was. So how how long ago was that? Man, I think that was uh, I believe that was 2012. Wow, has it been that long? I sure think so. It's been eight wow. years. Yeah, I I can't believe we don't do that long. Time go by so fast. Time does go by fast because I I just I just remember you coming into the airport 
Um, you know, you had your guitar and everything, and I was just like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." And and I even remember thinking that when you got on stage, I was like, "Oh, she's coming out with the guitar." Like, I'm loving it. I'm getting on stage. See, I had only been playing the guitar at that time for about six or seven months, and so and I had written my first song with the guitar, and I was so nervous. But you guys were so supportive. It was so fun. That was a lot of fun. Of course. I, I had no idea. Your your stage presence was, was great. Everybody was quiet, staring at me. I was just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was pressure. That was good pressure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you killed it. You really killed it. So, um, talk to me a little bit about your your musical influence. Like, how did how did you kind of get started in doing music? You know what? I've always uh, been a part of the music industry. I guess you would say my mom was um, she was in the church real heavy, and she sung all the time. And she got us into singing, and then it, it was it's ten of us. So we started out as the Williams family, where all 10 of us would just perform at different places and stuff. And then we got a little bit older and we created a gospel group. It was called Off of Christ. And it consisted of six of us, uh, five of us, actually, consisted of five of us. And we would travel and stuff like that. So it was, you know, I've just always been a part of it. But I was always the person that was in the, you know, uh, the background. You know, I was that background singer, that girl that's just was kind of like stage fright if I wasn't with the rest of the crew. Um, and then we got older and the group split up and everything. And I knew that God had given me the gift of, you know, to sing. But then I got a good guitar one Christmas and I just start playing by ear and I just start writing. And when I realized that, you know, writing was also a gift, I was just like, I have to share this, you know, no matter how. Um, how much stage fright I have. I just believe that I can't just sit on this. And so that's kind of how I just pursued music, you know, um, and never stopped. And see, and I I actually, I'm going to kind of cover this a little later, but it it shocks me that you had so much stage fright, you know, before, because you seem like such a natural performer. Um, like you, like so comfortable Yeah, so I got a um I got a a gig at a um with the national play when I was 19. And so I toured with that play and that was I guess because it was so many people involved, it just gives you so much courage. Like if they can do it, I'm gonna do it. Like I ain't about to be, you know, the one that that's making the show look bad, you know, like it was right. just so much right. um inspiration in the building so I, I what I did do that and then when I was in my early 20s I was an exotic dancer for like two years so it's really crazy that when I started singing you know and I'm facing the audience and I'm by myself and I'm sharing something that I've you know that's from my heart is way different that's the crazy thing it's way different way way different it is it is different because I, I just feel like granted I'm I'm not is I'm not artistic at all, but it, as far as even when I'm sharing my writing or I'm sharing what I'm doing as far as my podcast, um it's, it's way different sharing than just me just talking to somebody and just telling the stories. Like I I feel like I feel like each episode, each blog entry is like my baby. And so yeah. and I'm, put, I'm putting it out there to the world and I'm just and I'm excited and nervous all at the same time. So, yeah, I, I can take I can see it feels different. Yeah, it's way different. Exactly. All right. So once you once you start, once you discovered that um, you had this, this 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 gift of song, you know, you know, obviously growing up with your family and, and doing the gospel group. And then you and then you decide, and then you you figured out that you could do songwriting. How how did you progress uh, from there? Oh, man, it took um, just one day at a time, one step at a time. Like there was there, there was so much that I didn't know. You know, there's so much business that's in, involved in making music if you trying to make money. You know, so all of that I had to take into consideration and learn as I went and learn so many lessons, you know, been through 
um, just so many different experiences that grew me up, you know, so um, it, it's just take a lot of passion. Like if you're passionate about it, there's nothing that's going to stop you. But there's so many hurdles, so, so many hurdles. And there, you know, there's just not somebody sitting there with everything that you need. Like, oh, yeah, uh, next you want to do this. Oh, yeah, next. And, the, you know, it's just like it's been an independent journey for sure. And a learning, a learning curve every step of the way. So, so, so with, with that journey, do you feel like you, you, you've grown, grown more on the business side of things now? I mean, cause I usually, usually when you're, you're an artist first starting out, you brought out bushy tailed in to try to just, just try to create. And you don't, you don't really think about the money aspect. You just feel like that's going to come in time, but has all these struggles kind of, kind of helped you get a little bit more balanced with the business in? Yes, absolutely. I think um, because because I see so many people perform, you can perform your behind off, you know, on foot and it's real good. It gets you out there and get, you know, get your voice warmed up. And and, it, and that experience help you um, grow as an artist as well, because you're learning how to um, how to uh, entertain a, a audience. And, you know, and all of the, that that whole aspect is a learning experience in itself, like the different things that you're doing, the crowd participation and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's very important. But then when you, when you're just doing it and there's no structure behind it, you find yourself um, going in circles and I find a lot of people being uh, getting burnt out from it. Mm. And so um, even though it's just so beautiful to be able to create, like that's my favorite part of course of, the whole thing is just being out there and sharing. There is so many, um, you know, there's so many sharks out there. So if you learn the business side of things, I think that's then once you push it and you push it real good, you have that business foundation, you have that structure, you know, if, if there is a curve, you can go back to that structure and, you know, go back to the drawing board. But if there is no drawing board, you just floating out there. You know, you, you're just waiting on the next um, gig or open mic or whatever. Yeah, and I, I can see if you, if you know if you're not gravitated, to, you're not inclined to sit there and work on the business in and, and and learn it. You can you can float around. I mean, I I did that with just my writing alone. I, before I start really focusing on trying to do both, I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like being creative now. And then I did, you don't you don't have that sense of fulfillment. You know, right? Because you don't feel all the way complete. Because you, you just kind of just—it's almost like you're waiting for the next high, and and their performance is, is that is that high. So you just kind of concentrate and waiting on that. Yeah, exactly. When you structure it, you know, when you start doing those performances more and more, like that is, like I said, is is very important in itself. But then when you have that structure behind it, I think it's better. You know, it's better for you. It's better for anybody, you know, to learn the business side of things. So, so tell me, what, what what were your musical influences? Because I, I feel like you can't put you in a box. Like I, I, the moment I saw you, I knew that you you were not one of those cookie cutter artists. Like you know, what I'm saying like you 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 have. I know so you, you. I know you probably pull from so many different places. So, what are some of the places that you pull from? Um. You know, Babyface and Stevie Wonder was like the only secular, the only two secular artists that my mother would listen to other mm. than that gospel music. So I've always just loved, you know, first of all, my my tone is like so deep. It's almost like a guy's, but I don't know. I feel like when it, those are my inspirations, those right there, the gospel music is definitely an inspiration for me. Uh, my sister um, her her work ethic and her drive when she was just doing it full throttle like she and she had so many hurdles but she have advanced so much you know she is an inspiration to me um, Lauren Hill growing up like I listened to her all the time I was so addicted to her like I loved everything about her you know what I'm yeah. saying I just connected with her and especially when she did sister act two I was just like she is me you know what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because you know, my mom was strict 
Christian woman, you know, we couldn't do certain things. We couldn't um, be in the school bands. We couldn't be, you know, play sports at the schools and all that stuff. And that's where her mom was like, you can't sing in that choir. You know, you need to just study. And so, but your love for whatever that, whatever it is that you want to do, you know, um, overrides that. But anyway, I connected with her. So she is definitely an influence. I, I, I mean, I've just never stopped liking her. Um, I love her. And then her, mm-hmm. she, she is, she is amazing. She is amazing. I like her as well. Yeah, I can, um, I definitely can, when you say her, and, and you talk about her and you talk about Lauren Hill, I, I can see that. Just knowing you and, and, and knowing your vibe, I, I can see how that would be very influential for you. Um, and then I, I like that you brought up your sister because I know in, in, in the times that I that I work with her and and for the listeners that don't know, um, Tosh Infinity, your your sister, she 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 was doing a lot of. Um, I, I worked with her probably for a good year, and and and, and what I learned the most about her, uh, and respected the most about her was her drive. Like you know she. Maybe maybe she might you know be you know be kind at one point. Maybe she might not be kind, but you know what? You 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 can respect her passion, and, she, yeah. and you wanted to work harder for her because of that passion. And I think you I think you show that same thing that that passion that drive. Yeah, that's what that's why I wanted to be there for her because she was she was a hardcore stern stern person, but. She got things done and her outcome was beautiful and that made me proud. But I also was able to see the uh, things that she went through in the behind the scenes. So it helped me um, not have to stumble over things that I see her stumble over. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's been a great journey. So um, talk to me about the performance. You, one of the best things you just said, you know, about about the whole thing for you is 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 sharing your work. Um, I know I know you had your you, you know you talked about earlier having your struggles with with stage fright and everything. You know exotic dancing, doing other things, kind of helped helped you know get you out there. But talk to me about how you your your performance. How has it how has COVID like affected you? Because I know that you have a, a certain connection on on stage with when you're on stage and you're performing plus i know that you you know you you typically do a show right around veterans day and you know i know i know covid has impacted a lot november 11th that's my day yes yeah uh, yeah um how is it impacted you know what you just realize that everybody is on the same playing field you know an even playing field so it's all about you know you having what it takes And sometimes you can have exactly what it takes, but you just don't have the marketing strategy or you don't have, you know, the other entities that is that some people pay, you know, to have. So I don't know. It's just a challenge and all because, see, I don't have the capital. I just I everything I do is out of my pocket. But so everything that I put out has to be, you know, perfect. So when it comes to uh, my performance, I haven't really been I haven't performed this year. You know, I haven't been performing at all, but I've just been, um, you know, just locking down and crossing all my T's and dotting all my I's for the business aspect of things. And then when I do look at my my uh, film from before, I always try to perfect my performance because you want your, you know, the audience to have a different experience. And I know that um, like the when I you know, when I'm performing, I'm singing and I'm playing the guitar. That is just like, you know, like patting your head and rubbing your stomach. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whole time. Yeah. You know, your mind has to focus on doing those things at the same time. So doing that, you have to also, that is in the inside, you know, and that sound is coming out. But is everyone, are you in it? Are you just, you know, do I look like I am concentrating on that? Like, or you know what I'm saying? I gotta be right. smooth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just all about, you know, knowing what it takes 
and and understanding how to entertain people, you know, and I think that's where going out there and doing it uh, comes to play because you never know what people like, you know, when a crowd start dying down, then that means you need to step it up a notch, you know. And, and it seems like every time I've I've seen you perform, um, you know, whether live or or on on video, every time I've seen you perform, I, I you have a good sense of that crowd. Like, um, just just like you said, you know, you know, it started dying down a little bit, so you, you you do something else, you know, to switch it up to keep their attention. And it's interesting that you that you put the the term, you know, patting your head and, and rubbing your stomach at the same time because I always feel like it's so difficult. I don't know how y'all do it because I have to sit there and start rubbing my stomach first in order for me to pat my head to do that. How are you doing? Thinking about it, right? So I can't even grasp. I can't even wrap my mind on how how you do it because I'm I don't have any rhythm. So I'm I, I'm like one of those people that I probably be counting step one, two, three. You see, and you killing it. You killing it. So I love watching you perform. Um, I know I know you didn't have a chance to do it this year. But tell me about um, prior to the last last couple of years, which when you're doing you know your 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 November 11th show, because I think I think I think among just doing the performance, you also add you know you know a, a charitable act involved in that too. So t- um, tell tell me about that and, and and why that came to be about. Um, my mom, she's just always been, my mom had 10 of us. She was a single mom. She was an educator for 23 years and she was a cosmetologist on the weekend. She went to church every time the church doors was open. And she also worked with, uh, uh, their charity called the helping hand. And she loved doing that. She loved giving to people. She would give them, you know, people her last you know, and we'd be sacrificing, you know, if somebody hungry and we have a loaf of bread, she don't give it to them and then we can wait, you know, but we never, we never was hungry, you know, we get the food out, out of our mouth, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was just, her. and so I think I just took that from her. Like that's just, um, part of my contribution to the world. You know, that's my offering. Um, I'm not a church goer, so I don't pay my tithes to a church. So I feel like I like to give give to charitable causes and um, and really help people that need it. And I I love one thing I really love is being a grown ass woman because I can do what I want. I make decisions so my life can be the way that I want it to be. And so the only reason that I have that luxury is because of people who fought for us, you know, our freedom. And so I like to always remember veterans. Plus I'm a, um, 11, 11 person. So that number 11, 11 is a big deal to me. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of things entangled in why I do that at that time. I, I like grown ass woman. <laughs> like I, I like, I, I like that because, um, You've never been the type that just feel like you had to do something based on somebody else or what somebody else thought of you. Um, you've always kind of blazed your your, your own path. Um, did you have? Did you always? Was that? Did I always? Come, did they come natural to you, or did or did, was that something that you had to kind of fight for to, to get to where you are now and doing that and being this grown ass woman? Of course. First of all, I'm number nine of ten kids. So I'm right next to the baby. So I had everybody telling me what to do. Right. Foremost. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had a mother who believed that children should uh, be seen and not heard. And so I never could really get my thoughts out or my feelings out. So when I did, when, you know, when I left home, I was very shy. You know, I didn't, um, I, I wasn't used to hearing my own voice in important conversations. You know what I'm mm, saying? Mm-hmm. So that um I just I just started speaking up when I'd find myself in situations where some people was arguing over something and or somebody was wrong about something and nobody else would speak up. And I'd be like, you know what? That don't, I don't think that's right. 
And I realized the universe put me in a situation, not just so I can hold back my thoughts and stuff like that. But in those situations, I say something, you know, whether I'm scared as hell, you know, but I just learned how to just have a voice. And and it took a long time to conquer that because it was suppressed for so long, you know, Mm -hmm. I was taught that, you know, like what I had to say really I could just be quiet. You know, I was just a kid, you know. Yeah, I, I get it. Cause I um I, t- I always tell my daughter Brooklyn, I'm like, yo, y'all don't have it like we had it. Like y'all, y'all, y'all able to, you know, contribute to the conversation. That that it that was unheard of when we was growing up. Like you know, talking to grown folks' business backhand. Like, <laughs> like that was it. And so I I guess I guess for me it's like the the I've always been that type of person myself that I um didn't have that voice growing up. So I was really quiet. And I, I remember I didn't start really talking around even my family until like you know 95. So I'm I'm like 15 years old. I'm just having to start, you know, talking noise about you know some football game, Super Bowl, and they were and they were, they were like, is this Jerry? I'm like, yeah, it's Jerry. Like, I, I had just. It took 15 years to get that comfortable. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing is, it's like when I start speaking, like especially uh, around my family, my family were, you know, grew up Christians, you know, so it uh, the way they talk and the way they like have their order and stuff is way different than the how I was expressing myself. And they'd just be like, well, you need to be quiet. And I'd just be like, <clears throat> why, you know, why, why do you want me to be quiet? Why would you like me to be quiet? Is it because, you know, my thoughts are different than y'all's? Like, that's not how I feel like, that's not how peace is, you know? I don't think peace is being phony, you know? And that took that, I, and it wasn't even about being phony for them. It was, it just, it was just challenging, you know. But, um, but now I'm just known to, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love it. So, you do you feel like you like? Do you feel like you're the black sheep? Oh uh, no. no, no. Okay. I don't feel like I do feel. I feel like I'm the weird one. I definitely feel like I'm the weird one, you know, but I don't feel like I'm outcast, you know, at good, all. Good, yeah, good. All right. And um, everybody respect everybody, you know, they come to me for certain things. We just all have our own role that we play in each other's lives. See, that, that that's dope. That, that, that speaks to your, you know, how tight your family unit is because um, I've seen so many times where you don't, March to the beat that most most of the family goes. They will ostracize you completely, and yeah. you know, yeah, you you spoke up, and yeah, you you do things differently to, to how the rest of them do, but they they accept you who you you know who you are, and and you and you still have that that place in the family. It, it speaks a lot to your family. Um, yeah, because you you do have to uh, you know you have to uh, approach people in a, in a uh, place from, you know, love and purity. So when you're pure about anything that you're doing, you know, it'll, even if it don't come up, if it don't come out right, if it's pure, you know, if it's genuine and it's coming from a pure place, it'll, God, God got it. You know, it'll all be corrected. You know, it'll all work out. So sometimes you just got to wait on people to understand like where are you coming from? Right. Sometimes people are not receptive to change. They want you to remain just mm-hmm. the way you were. Right. You know, just the way you, they understand you to be. And when you change, it's okay to just let them know. Like, listen, these are some new standards. Interior <laughs> from town, town. See, I don't like that. <laughs> that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. It's awkward. They like what? Yeah, uh, excuse me. Yeah. You're not gonna talk to me like that. <laughs> But I, I like that it, it took it took me forty years, and sometimes I still have my setbacks. I ain't gonna lie to you, but it took me forty years to sit there and get to that point where I'm like, "No, nah, I can change. I don't have to keep continue to be the same, Jared, year after year. I've mm-hmm. I've grown as an individual, and yeah, it's, it's like you said, 
it, it's new standards now. No, we're we not doing that. Let me mm-hmm. tell you what we're not doing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like it, it's okay. Yeah. So first you have B, I don't know who the F you think you are. Like, <laughs> I understand if this offends you, but <laughs> if you don't can't tolerate it, then we'll just make make sure that we don't, you know, we don't do this again. Like we can't kick it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, no love lost. Like uh, because I'm not going to be around an energy that drains me where I'm I feel like I am trying to tolerate I'm, I, I why do I have to be in a place where I have to tolerate tolerate bullshit or tolerate a bad attitude or you know someone like if you having a bad day I I am sorry but I, I'm not gonna stay in somebody's presence like especially if it's their home or their car or they party uh-uh you can have this bad attitude in this whole environment by yourself because I got my own party my own car, my own house that I can go to. You know what I'm saying? And we'll meet up again later. But people be having, uh, you know. And, and I would I would imagine that you protecting your energy is, is so important in the creative and the songwriting yeah. process. Absolutely. So, so break that break that down for me. Why why is that so important? It's very it's very important because that's a channel that you have to keep clear. That's like a channel where um, where God dwells. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. me being a single mom, you know, I already have that entity of my energy being absorbed. And then I have, you know, work and then I have that creative time. So I just get myself in a place where I relax and sometimes I, I can't get creative. But being creative, it'll just come to me like a lot of times people be like, okay, yeah, from, so from this time, from this time, this is where I get creative. I may not, you know, can't get creative in between those times because I'm probably still have some stuff that's lingering from earlier on, or I may have to, you know, uh, get in contact with my son's culture. You know what I'm saying? Anything like that. But when I get creative, I just be in a zone. It could be like three o'clock in the morning, you know, I'll turn on that microphone plug in my guitar and the whole house to just be my dag on stage. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I understand completely with that because in my phone and I haven't deleted it and I've, I've had it for like a year and a half in my phone every day at five o'clock, I put time to write as, as, as if, you know, like try to make that appointment in order to yeah. be creative. And, and I, I'm going to tell you something out of, out of the year and a half that's been in my phone. I've, I've written during that time frame twice. That's it because it's, you can't schedule creativity. You know, no, it you, happens. And I, mm-hmm. I think for me, the most, ti- the, the most times where I, I have a epiphany, it's like, I'm in the shower. <laughs> like, I'm like driving in the car on an eight hour drive. I'm like, Oh, I need to stop somewhere and start writing this stuff down. So, um, yeah. The fact that you you're able to to embrace that and make your make your house a stage at three o'clock in the morning, you know, says a lot. Because I I'm still in that, that that mindset sometimes. Where I'm like, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't wrote anything in a while. But I, I guess what you do is you you put yourself in a position um, to to actually um, be creative. It, it you know whatever time that is, and that's that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I f- follow you on IG. Love your IG. Thank you. Uh, but it's two things I know that I'm a, I, I am I am guaranteed to see on your timeline, and I want to I want to ask you about both of them individually. One of them is dancing, and the other one is just it just is flowing out positive energy. So, talk to me about the dance. Because you are a dancer. You are a dancer. I love dancing. I love dancing. Like that, that dancing put me in a very good mood. I love moving my body. And I, I, again, I grew up in a very strict household. So if music came on, like in the store, and I'm like, my mom be like, uh-uh, no, ma'am. Then we will not have that. No, ma'am. You know, she was just not for it. And then, like my sisters, the like Infinity, she was like a, a, a choreographer, so she was always like, you know, <laughs> ready to put some dances together. 
and they would all do it. Well, when I would do it with them, they would laugh at me because I'm not like this hip hop dancer. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I have my own way that I move my body. And so like the older that I've gotten, everybody just be like into my group. You know what I'm saying? Like teach me how to do that. Teach me how to do that. Which inspired me to start up my whole little, you know, exercise thing. Great segue. Tell, tell me about the exercise thing. Yeah, so it's breathing body. I'll be launching that really soon. And it's basically um it's basically all about, you know, the tech's ass, getting that getting that ass right, you know what I'm saying? And um some twerk twerkniques that I'll be mm, yeah. I like that twerkniques. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's, he's a trademark that. That's 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 a good one. Uh, hey. You, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to seeing that. All right. So uh, t- tell me about the second part of it. So it, it, you know what? You can you can scroll through social media and, and find yourself getting negative quick, you know, just scrolling through some of the mess that happens, you know, and it's, and it's, it's habit forming to, to after you do it for a while. But I always stop on your post. Not only when you dance, because I, I am a fan of your dance, but I always stop when you're when you're saying something. I'm, and I make sure that I'm in a position where I can I can unmute and listen to what you say because you're always passionate about something. Talk to me about about how you stay positive when it's a it's it's in this world in 2020 alone it's a flood of negativity. Um, I've been seeing the bright side of things for a minute. When I left home, I had so much hope and and gratitude and just I looked forward to awesome things happening in my life because I was so happy to make my own decisions. And so um, when we was younger, my mom, she was a single parent, you know, for a, a lot of years. And so she remarried when I was about 11 or 12 years old. And so her um, her husband that she met, she married, he was just so manipulative. Like he would um, tell us things like we're going to Disney World and we're going to be doing this and we're going to be. Oh, my God, it's going to be good. And the rooms going to have Mickey Mouse and blah, blah, blah. And we get our hopes up so freaking high, so freaking high and be all excited. And then next thing you know, it's like, uh, you know what, because y'all wasn't y'all was too loud. Um, the mail million came and didn't the the um the tickets weren't able to come, you know, like say stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so we went on just like living like that for so long, and then like when I was 16 years old, I went to my mom and I was like, "Mom, I'm just ready to like leave," you know. And she was she was so hurt. She was like, "Listen, I I'm just gonna leave and I'm gonna finish raising the rest of y'all who's left," and then. And then she was like, okay, well, since you want to leave, you know, we're going we're gonna to take you, you know, we're going to allow you to go to this school. So she ended up letting me go and stand with her husband, of course, uh, like any wife should. But it was just, I was just like, I cannot wait to be able to just be on my own. So after then, I just had, I, life has just been good. And I think that I've always, um, being grateful for the little things, you know, we're stressed out for some shit that we cannot control because right. I don't care who we vote for that that's going on in that oval office and behind the scenes that have none that is not in our control. And, but what is in our control is us keep looking through that social media because they keep feeding us the same stuff. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And as black people and as white people, you feel some type of weight because they keep feeding white people how angry black people are right now. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. we feel like it's their fault. How we feel like they're racist. How we're getting our weapons and we're doing this. All fear-mongering shit. And mm-hmm. then they're doing us the same way. How they're just driving us to this thing. But if you turn it off, when you turn that TV off and you look around you it's way, way more prettier in real, you know, in re- your reality is way more prettier than it is on my cell phone. You know what I'm saying? So I try to enjoy every single day. And of course, sometimes I do tune in because I like to be, 
you know, in tune with what's going on in the world. But I look at things from different perspectives and I also read because there's so much information that you get from the newspaper or from, a you know, an article that you don't get in the news mm. because they're not covering everything. They only cover what they want to cover, you know, and it's basically things that's going to make you scared. Right. You and know? what drives ratings. So they, they don't. Ratings, yeah. sales, because we buying shit that we don't need. Mm-hmm. You got this. um I mean, this whole pandemic, people done bought up everything, everything. The food prices went up because everybody act like it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just real crazy. It's real, real crazy. But anyway, I try not to panic so much from things that I cannot control. And that's dealing with people as well. You know, I've learned how I, I love people and I respect relationships so much. And so if I offend anyone, I'm definitely going to go to them pure, purely and genuinely and try to get an understanding. And if it don't work out, I'm, I'm willing to let it go. You know, like, I'm so sorry that it didn't work out. Like, I really had fun with this relationship. But if they're not willing to let it go or whatever it is, then I'm I'm okay with that. So I think the way I deal with things allow me not to stress out so much. And because I just definitely believe in a greater good and I'm, I'm not a I'm not a necessarily a religious person, but I'm def, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I do believe in God, you know. So I know that there's a purpose in all of this and I know that I need this energy. It's not for me to be losing energy over what I can't control, but I'm going to need this energy for when it's time for me to speak up and when it's time for me to fight. You know what I'm saying? We all down and depressed people getting bigger, people getting unhealthy, sitting in a house, Mm -hmm. um, all kind of stuff going on. People, um, breaking up, you know, kids are being abused more like so much is going on because of this, um, this, this time. And I just think we need to get up, get out and enjoy the simple things. It's the simple things like being able to get up and being able to walk. There's so many people that wish that they had legs to just get up and use the bathroom on their own. And nobody don't have to look at their ass and nobody don't have to their ass. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like to be able to do that. And to be able, you know, people wish that, man, if I would have just start walking, like I knew I should have just start walking. All I needed to do is walk. Then I wouldn't be bedridden. And it's just those simple things, just going outside and enjoying the fresh air and, you know, being with your kids and listening to their conversations. And, you know, even though they could be annoying, just listening to them talk and being involved with them and, you know, just vibing out with your family and yeah. loving your friends. and that is the most important part. And everybody is, you know, we're panicking. And also we, I mean, we have a reason to be panicking right now because so many jobs are lost. And now the government is kind of like giving money to the people who don't have jobs and distributing it the way they want to. So at first it was good, but now it's, a, it's not going to be as good. That well going to run dry. Yeah. <clears throat> But people don't know that yet. People spending money. Yeah. People spending all their money. Mm -hmm. Christmas about to come. They about to spend a lot more. Absolutely. And then they gonna that well gonna be drizzy. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And and you're right. That that's a that's a problem. I I can see like by the time all this election stuff die down and and they and they drop another stimulus check and everybody is gonna go right to the stores because it's Christmas season. And then, mm-hmm. and then we looking yeah, for look. They gonna be jolly for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I you you know what I I I like what you're saying with that because even every time you just just liking the the small things in life and 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 clinging on to those and and turning those into a positive because I've seen you just post videos and you just sitting down eating a bomb pop or, you know, throwing a football with your son, you know, you, you know, just, just walking. And so it's just like art of living. Yeah. Living. It's just being, it's the simple things. We, we chasing stuff that does not bring happiness. 
And that's all just capitalism. You know, we chase money, chase, chase, chase. We want the next finest thing. Oh, Lord. But that is not that is not where happiness is. I've seen some of the richest people just be depressed all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. on medication, they're not even there. They're not even with it. So it's not all about that. It's all about, you know, of course, if you 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 hustling, you're trying to get to a new level in your career or on your journey, that's totally understandable. But I'm not the person that's willing to put um, to put everything that I want on the line while my kid is growing up without me. Like I wanted to experience all of that. I commend Lauren Hill. For being at the top of her career and leaving, going to have babies, mm-hmm. had those babies, you know what I'm saying? Raise those. But oh, my goodness, because so, people were too selfish. They'd rather have all that glory. Right. But she wanted just a simple life. Yeah. Yeah. And they deemed her crazy. It's, yeah. And they deemed her crazy for doing for doing doing that, just doing yep. what she wanted to do and, yep. and be with her kids. And I, mm-hmm. I guess you kind of answered my, my my next question because you know, I was like, you know, I know you're I know your mom. You you got your job. You got your you got you know you know you being an artist. You got your your other entrepreneurial endeavors. And I was like, how do you balance? But you you pick and choose based based on you know how it how how it pleases you and the energy involved in it. And and I I, I can see you don't. You, you're, you, I, I see you being always highly selective with the things that you want to be involved in when you want to be involved with them, and it's and it's and it's honestly it's a lesson that I probably need to learn. So I'm, I'm gonna be following, how, picking up how to do that. But yeah, you 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 know you, you, what you're just saying is like I don't I'm not worried about all all this all this extra stuff. I don't get caught up in it, and I, I and I think that's so important. Exactly what it is. I don't want to get caught up in it. I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not trying to chase the fame. And the fortune, like I really, I really just want to be able to chill. I don't want people taking pictures of me when I'm in a grocery store or when I'm trying to um, meditate in my backyard. You know what I'm saying? I don't I would never like wish for that life. I don't want to be popular, you know, so I um, I, I definitely I just love that alone. And I know that whatever, you know, this that I'm doing, if this is my purpose and if it touch people, God is going to allow it to go as far as it's going to go. But then when you start chasing, like, okay, I need to get it on this station and I want to get it on this station. Then you're talking about capital. Okay. Now I need this amount of money because every slot costs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So I'm just not in that whole realm of, um, no, I just structure it. And then the thing is, is that you do have to have a balance. Yeah. And so it's, the first thing that I how I learned how to balance everything is having a plan, you know, having that step-by-step structure of how I want to do things because today I may not be able to work on this because I'm still waiting on this application from this, but I can work on this, you know, this step over here. So that's how I'm able to balance out. And then with my son being 16 now, whoo, he um he's pretty he's pretty good about his life about managing his life so i don't manage his life as much as i used to all right this was 650 he'll be coming home soon from football okay well i won't i won't hold you up too much because i'm I'm sure he i'm sure you'll have a uh you want to spend some time with him but i do want to take the opportunity to um you know Give you that this platform to talk about all of your upcoming projects and anything that you want to you 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 kind of want to promote or talk about, including your social medias, if 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 want if if need be. Absolutely. So my name is Siani Love. That's C Y A N I L O V E. Um, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all those. Um, but you can you can catch me on Instagram. I'm usually on there mostly. Um, you know what? I'm putting a song out and I really wanted to I really wanted to um, put it out November 11th. I wanted that to be my date. But with the time and everything, I, it, it was it couldn't. I didn't make that date. I didn't make that date. So um, I do have a single coming out. It's called Alive um, that I um, I have a video that I completed with that. So I'm excited to show that. 
Um, I don't have official dates yet, but y'all follow me because you'll be able to get updates to my my platforms for sure. And and I, I for one, because I, I, I greatly support you. I am also like, once you put that out there, um, on all my socials, I'm going to promote it as well. So um, they can follow you. They can, they can always follow at the whole damn show. Um, and then, you know, so either way, they're they going to get the information. Exactly. So I am um, I am super proud of you. Um, more, more importantly, everything, I'm, I'm kind of happy for me because because I'm 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 lucky that that I can call you my friend now. Like I like beforehand, I was like, yo, this, this is a super dope person that I know. And now I'm like, yeah, see, I mean, that's my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like we like we right. tight. You right. know what I'm saying? We had drinks together and shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? So I cannot. So next time you in town, I I I got you on dinner or drinks, whatever you want to do. So you let me know. I'm and, hold uh, you. Please do. I got you. I got you, girl. Hey, I appreciate you and congratulations. Keep on doing what you're doing too. Thank you. I appreciate it. So the uh, whole damn show. The whole damn thing. Something I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much. That was a great conversation with Siani Love, and and I'd like to thank her for stopping by. It's about damn time podcast. Now, I realized there were some um, audio issues. it's the beginning of that interview. It lasted for like the 12 minutes into the interview. So if you listen the whole way, thank you so much. Again, it's Zoom. It's during COVID. Um, you know, technology, you know, we're a president of the technology for right now, but we'll get better on the technical aspects. Um, now, before we get out of here, I did want to do what I said that I was going to do. So I'm going to do it right now. Right. Uh, shout out of the week time and this week's shout out of the week goes to Latasha R. Mims. Uh, Latasha, um, known as Red to her friends, is a breast cancer survivor and a breast oncology LCI. Um, as I stated, she's a breast cancer survivor. So her, her testimony, uh, motivates, encourages, inspires people, uh, who, who, or who is affected by this, that illness as well as people, um, that no people are affected by that illness. I, you know, it does play up um, mentally on, on those people as well. So I want to highlight that. Um, Natasha continues to you know you know promote for her charity. Obviously, it's on breast cancer. So if you want to follow her on IG, she is known as So Reddish Like. That's S O R E D D I S H L I K E. Um, so I want to thank Latasha and I want to thank Siani Love for stopping by. So until next time, I'll see you next week.